0: Increases in the COVID-19 cases signal a need to take a more modest step forward in phase two than originally envisioned. While I am lifting the stay-at-home order, we are shifting to a safer-at-home recommendation. And that's especially important for vulnerable people who are at risk for more severe illness. Teleworking, when possible, is also highly recommended. Safer at home means just what it says. Just because you can go more places doesn't mean you always should. Now, some businesses and places will remain closed in Phase 2, including bars, nightclubs, gyms, and indoor fitness facilities, indoor entertainment venues such as movie theaters, bowling alleys, and museums, and public playgrounds. This is because the potential spread of COVID-19 can be significant there. The mass gathering limits in phase two will be no more than 10 people indoors or 25 people outdoors. And this applies to event venues, conference centers, stadiums and sports arenas, amphitheaters, and groups at parks or beaches. When people gather together, one person can be the spark to spread the virus to many. Now, certain businesses will be able to open at limited capacity with other requirements. Restaurants can reopen for dine-in customers at mostly a 50% capacity with distancing and cleaning requirements. Personal care businesses like salons and barbers can also reopen at 50% capacity. These businesses will have face covering and cleaning requirements while also reducing the number of people in the waiting areas. Swimming pools will be able to open at 50% capacity, and overnight and day camps can open with safety rules. Child care facilities remain open and are now able to enroll all children. I want to thank our child care centers that have been open. They've been taking enhanced precautions and they've been providing a critical service.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Speaking American English podcast. My goal is to teach you guys the English spoken here in the States. So if you wanna speak like a local American or you just wanna figure out what the heck we're saying, I can assure you this is the right place. So kick back, relax, and let's get ready to rock and roll. i tell you what, that looks good right there. Today is about the southern accent. So there's a big difference between southern accents and the redneck accents. In fact, some southerners will get offended if you call them rednecks. So the clip that you just heard was the governor of North Carolina, he has a pretty solid southern accent and so i thought you know what i'll just play him just show a clip of him to you guys and it's literally a perfect southern accent another guy is george w bush has a great southern accent so that one is specifically north carolina kind of like a north carolina southern southern twang so you probably have an idea now what a southern accent sounds like southerners have a drawl. they say y'all and maybe even howdy which they sometimes say howdy but i don't hear that often uh maybe if they're just joking around that seems like a maybe 1900s word i don't hear that much right now but sometimes you hear it so not everyone in the south talks like y'all and howdy, but most of us are aware of the fact that Southerners don't speak the same way as Northerners. But what exactly is the Southern accent? You may have heard it a hundred times, but not really know what it is or where it even comes from. And it's actually a pretty complicated story, but it reveals a massive amount of accent diversity that exists in even just a small part of the United States. Southern accents, like most accents, are bogged down by media myths. Whether you associate them with the Civil War, rednecks, there's some pretty harmful stereotypes that come with the accent. To help jog you out of these associations, we'll refer to this way of speaking with a more technical term. Southern American English. So what exactly is considered the South? So it can be considered many different in many different ways. Some people say it's anything South of the Mason-Dixon line. But I think it's that plus the addition of rural areas. Because usually in cities, you don't hear too much southern or redneck accents but sometimes you do but just not very often so if you were to ask me that's how i would say where you get the most south most americans have a hard time telling apart people from various areas of the south so sometimes even southerners have a trouble knowing if a person comes from Atlanta, Memphis, or Montgomery. But like all accents, there's a lot of variety. And usually there's those few words that you can really tell someone apart. I'd go as far as even saying it's harder for the southern accent for figuring out which states they're from compared to the north. Because in the north, you can definitely easily more distinguish where they're from. So like Minnesota has a very strong difference compared to New Jersey. So to me, Southern accents, as someone that lives here, it's really hard to tell, the, tell them apart from one another. But um, when it comes to the different states...